do it! I can't. Remember how you first found me? Sitting in that bloody bog, scared out of my mind? You taught me how to live, Connor. You taught me why we live. Have you forgotten all of that? No. Our bonds are all that hold us in this world. Don't break this one. Please, Connor. I'm begging you. It's too late. It sings like an angel. Just listen. Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch Podcast, where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Keith, for the last time, it is not Eamon's preferred pronoun. You got to stop it. Well, the compliment stands. You sing like an angel. Thank you. Would you care to grace us with... uh, How about you sing the theme song to Highlander Endgame for us? Endgame. It's the... Again, game. This is beautiful. It's, great. it's like I'm in the cinema again. I haven't I been know, in the movie right? theater in uh, a year, and uh, I feel like I'm there. What's the last movie you saw in the cinema? Oh, geez. 1917? Was that the name of it? Yeah, I think that might be the same for me. Wow, yeah. how about that? It's I can't remember. Weird I feel like I'm, I'm ready to say like Spider-Man place. into the Spider-Verse, and that movie's like three years old. I must have seen something after that. Sure, must have, but cats. maybe not. Did you see Keith, the cat. last movie you were supposed? Oh, to Oh, I did see Cats. Theater. Cats was Cats was you the last cats movie the I saw in the theater. What a choice! It was great. Was I mean, it, it wasn't great. It was hysterical, but. I feel like the the last episode you were supposed to see in the theater. I think we were supposed to see Sonic the Hedgehog, but then yeah, <laughs> and then something oh. fell through. Yep. What a what a last hurrah that would have been. Yeah, another ridiculous looking movie. Very good. Well, here we are. Welcome to episode eight of our Endgame coverage. We've are managed to spend I don't know ten hours talking about an hour and a half movie so far, but it's not over yet, which is not I guess uh, great. Yeah. And we had, you know, I'm sure by now everyone has heard our 35th anniversary uh, video with some of our friends. If you haven't, you should go check it out. Right. Yeah, the contest is now over. Uh, so thanks, everybody, uh, for uh, playing, Playing, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and yeah. congratulations to whoever the winner was. Uh, we're recording this before we pick the winner uh, with our number generator or whatever. Uh, so congratulations to them. But it was really fun to do that with everybody and celebrate 35 years of Highlander. The original motion. The picture. original. Do you guys? Do, would you guys like to? Would you consider getting together for a podcast reunion for the 35th anniversary of Highlander Endgame? No. Only <laughs> if it was a fist fight between us and the other people in attendance. Oh, interesting. Uh, metaphorical or literal? Huh. Because I feel like uh, other people may not agree with our uh, our approach to this particular film. 
Oh. Don't quote me on that, but uh, that is the sense I get. Many well, don't, but many do. Many That's do. True. It is a, a a fandom divided. Yes. Much like Endgame itself. That's right, brother against brother, clansman oh. against clansman. Duncan. There we go. Go. <laughs> Take All right, well, how about we uh, kick it off? We're, well, we're not going to do any reader mail this time. We're going to save that for the end. We've gotten a bunch of reader mail, of course, about Highlander Endgame. Uh, so we're going to do our own episode on that. I'm like our own episode. They're all our own episode, right? I this is true. This well, is- maybe maybe they're all God's episode. That's right. I guess that? everything does belong to uh, that dude. The big boy. The big boy. Very good. All right, but we guys want to play a game? You guys want to play a catalog it. game? Yeah, let's play the catalog game. Yeah, okay. So, Hey, I'm just trying to tell us all about the big Jesus. Okay, something else to get us emails about, huh? Hey, all right. if they want to email us about Jesus, right? keep them coming. This is baby. not an invitation for emails about Jesus. I want that to be perfectly clear. Send them to Matt Getz of Florida. At... <laughs> yes, do What's... that. Okay, very good. All right. Yes. So we're going to play the catalog game. So the way this works is I'm going to read an item description out of the Highlander catalog, and Eamon and Kyle are going to do their best to guess the actual retail price at the time of that item um, within 20%. If you get within the closest within 20%, you get to give your opinion first at the end of the episode, which doesn't really like count for all that much uh, ever, usually, but even less so in this scenario, in this format, but whatever. And you do get my respect though. So don't forget it, guys. That's right. Okay. So are you guys ready? I'm ready. Do it. All right. So let me bring up the old catalog uh, picture here. It's going to be fantastic. Obviously. Here we go. Mr. Fantastic. Boom. You guys getting a, a peek of that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, we're reading today out of, uh, we're continuing to read out of the 1996 Highlander catalog. Uh, and this particular item, there's actually two. So I'll show another picture as well. Uh, let me get the page open here. This is the denim jacket. Or rebar. Or rebar. So here, here's the one. Uh, I'll read the description and then I show you the other. Rebar. How's that sound? Yeah, let's do it. Great. Denim jackets. A denim jacket is basic adventure outwear, built to weather any situation, and structured to look good after the most outrageous encounters. Structured to look good. Yeah, you know how they structure clothes? What? Yeah. Strong, soft. structure. Oh, boy. Sure, they do. I mean, everything is structure. What what are you? Uh, Remember that clothes store structure? That's right. Mm. Mm. Please write us in if you've ever shopped at Structure. Is that a real store? And about Jesus. Yeah, there's one at the Liberty Place Mall in Philadelphia. That's a place I don't go. I go there every day. I think it's happened in Philadelphia, baby. All right. That's right. All right. Uh, Very good. Strong, soft, and enhanced with superior quality embroidered Highlander logo. Available in stonewashed or black with royal sleeves. Uh, they're the same price. So here's the first one. Uh, here's the other denim jacket. These are oh, both. Yeah. That's denim. The yeah. This is the one, there. right? Are those like mouse turds at the bottom? What are those? Oh, <laughs> yeah. They, they do look like, uh, like I think rabbit, that is rabbit like lava, lava rock. And that, uh, I don't know if you can see my mouse. There's that there's that lizard up at the top here lurking, Ooh, lurking oh, by the jackets. And there's I some rebar like- here on the, the upper left-hand corner. 
Give me some of that acid. Watch. I feel like and a net. This this progression here needs to be like the Magneto meme that goes around. Like, show me the real. <laughs> Such like, show me the real Highlander jacket, and then it's Ooh. this one. It's perfection. It is. It is perfection. Uh, there can yep. be only one. Yeah, this is the true. If you want the Highlander Canadian tuxedo, this is like the truest form of Highlander cosplay right here. Mm -hmm. It is. You could be like Mac. You could be like Mac. Be like Mac. The, the star of Highlander and Game. Yeah. And in this one here, like the net has gotten all the rocks. Mission accomplished. Rocks captured. Nice. Very Is good. That all right. Like a burlap net. Yeah, that's it. Amen. Why don't you kick us off? How much do you think item the, J301 costs? So are both these J3s the same price? Is that what you're saying? They are both me? the same yes. price. Is that what you're trying to tell me? It is what I'm trying to tell you. It's actually what I'm telling you. It's a, you actually already me? told you. Hmm? Shall we tell me these are both the same price? Kyle, how much do you think the Highlander <laughs> denim jacket costs? I'm going to guess that these are $59.99. $59.99. Okay. 60 clams for these bad boys. All right. Amen. How much is item J03 or J302? I'll say $49.99. $49.99. Wow. Okay. Both spread. Both of you lose. I'm, I regret to say this actually costs ninety dollars. What? Right? And no, no eighty nine ninety nine. What a surprise! Just ninety dollars. Ninety dollars today. Today, this uh, jacket would cost one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm, same amount as my original Pokemon. Yeah. How much uh, denim do you think's in this jacket? Like, if you converted the jacket jacket to pants, do you think you're getting one jacket out of it or one pair of pants? Two pairs of pants? Five pants, yeah. probably. Wow. I don't know. I don't know enough about clothing machining to know what makes a jacket cost more than a pair of jeans, but maybe it's embroidery. I don't know. Or the buttons. Button work write, pockets. Write us in. Write, write us in. Tell us all about this. What was the other one I wanted people to write in about? Structure. Jesus? Structure and Jesus. So good. Great. Hey, structure and <laughs> Jesus. Jesus was a carpenter. He made you know. No one's going to argue there. Circle. It's true. Very good. All right. Well, uh, before we hop into this episode, how about we do a quick recap of what has happened so far, like lightning round as fast as we can. Kyle, kick us off. T to B, top to bottom. Go. All right. Uh, Duck of McClellan meets up with Connor McLeod. They have a nonsensical conversation, at which point uh, Connor goes to the antique store. It blows up. Rachel is dead, killed by a guy with cross shoes. Flashback. We find out that Connor McLeod was uh, blamed for a plague. Some goons come get his mother. Connor goes to rescue them. She gets burned to death. Turns out Jacob Kell is the one responsible for this. He kills Jacob Kell and Jacob Kell's father. This sets off a 400-year uh, vengeance quest involving something called the Sanctuary, where Connor is put in a weird, like, sex dungeon uh, in a minor outfit. And uh, then Kell comes, kills everybody except for Connor, lets him go. Duncan thinks Connor is dead, gets jumped by Kell's goons when he goes to investigate. After visiting Mythos, who does nothing to advance the plot, then they find out about the Sanctuary, Duncan is captured, put into the sanctuary. He's rescued by Joe and Mythos, who uh, maybe kill a bunch of people to make this happen. Duncan bullies them into driving them to a random cemetery after they explain immortal power levels to him, at which point uh, Jacob Kell discovers Connor McLeod, who's just lurking around his own grave, like Huckleberry Finn or some shit. And then they fight <laughs> on holy ground for some reason. Connor gets housed. Uh, Duncan meets up with his old wife, Kate, who he murdered to make a mortal against Connor's better judgment or maybe acting on Connor's judgment. Not really clear. 
they get back together again. Jacob Kell's a total sex pervert. He tells us that Liv spells backwards is evil. And <laughs> here we are. Wow. Yeah, I guess so. Was that lightning Good enough job. for you? That was great. I bet people wish our podcast series was that long. That's it. Uh, I didn't do a lot of breathing on that one, so I may have lost oxygen to my brain. Wow. Kyle, is that a bowling pin behind your head? Yes. There it is. Look That's that. a bowling nice. pin I received. In fact, Keith, your very signature appears on it. It does? Yes, because that was from my 30th birthday. I don't remember signing at, it. At Pep Bowl in beautiful Philadelphia. Wow. Ooh, I didn't know you got like a trophy. A pin they were trophy? Very kind. It's a used bowling pin. Well, sure. And uh, you and a, a host of others signed it. Huh. And it is now a treasured item that, that lives behind me. Looks nice. great. I love it. All the right. Jesus rolls. <laughs> um, also, if I were immortal, I would use it as my weapon of choice. <laughs> very good. Uh, and very as good. promised, uh, it's been a minute since we played uh, a Lisa B song. Uh, so this is going to be the third and final Lisa B song. Because uh, she's uh, she had her big scenes, I guess, in the last episode we did with the marriage. Like there, there was a lot of Lisa B screen time. And of course, there's a very a lot of Lisa B screen time in that steamy scene, right? That's right. That wasn't, that? that wasn't gratuitous in any way. Let's watch it again. Yeah, let's watch it again. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to play a few seconds of this. Also, reminder everybody out there, uh, our show is, of course, uh, a video now on Facebook, but also on YouTube. The YouTube, uh, you know, what are they called? Copyright bots. They scroll through the videos and they try to find little music things that mute. So uh, sometimes this might be muted. I don't know. I'm, I might pause it a decent amount uh, so the, the bots don't flag it uh, as copyrighted material. There we go. Lisa B. And if we... Very cheesecakey already, but uh, also, yeah, can we talk? Does it disrupt it? No, we can talk. Yeah, we can. Where no, we we does it disrupt the bots? Uh, yeah, that'll help. Yeah, there we go. Here you, baby. We got glasses. We got fashion. Uh, you think this is where the fashion thing comes from in the movie? Like they made her maybe. like, I don't know. We got aerobics, denim. Very. I want to play with you tonight. This is like a Levi's ad. Oh, wow. You are right. This is like a Levi's ad. Also, it's funny how much of like the bangs in this are like back. But yeah, uh, here, I'll skip ahead a little. I mean, it all looks exactly the same. So like, here we go. I'm, it's been a while since I've listened Ooh, drum to break. Madonna or anything like that. But like, I don't remember like the backing tracks feeling as sparse as all these things. Oh, right, right. Like there's just like not a lot of music. Yeah, it feels very hollow. Hollow yeah. man. There we go. So that's that's some more Lisa B dancing in the club, right? It's fine. This makes me want to play DDR or something, I guess. Or something. She does seem a very DDR artist. Yeah, I think uh, it's that synth sound, right? Didartists. Didartists. Okay, so are you ready to hop in? Uh, we'll see how many scenes we get through, everybody. Uh, yeah. In our That's... Highlander Endgame coverage today, so we you now say as though you don't know the answer. I do know. I know exactly how many episodes are left. It's all mapped out. So suck it, everybody. The Endgame. This was semi-intentional. Yep. All right. So we're now in Kel's like hideout place, right? And yes. so there's like bells tolling. It's very dramatic. And Jin K and Faith are there, and. He says, like, oh, like, men can only make, like, mend their ways after they make a mistake, correct? 
And it would yeah. seem that he's talking about, I guess, Duncan, because like he, I guess he knows that like Faith and Duncan had a beef, and he's like, "Yo, girl, like, check it out, like he he messed up, but that's how you learn." And so now he's cool, right? I guess I don't know. They have this weird heart to heart. Or is he talking about them that they have made a mistake and they need to mend their ways? I don't really. Know. I wasn't hundred percent sure. Yeah. Weird. Uh, uh, also, neither of these characters have interacted in the entire movie correct no. before this very moment they've had no interaction they were both yeah. there in the antique shop but mm -hmm. there's no direct interaction between does them. anyone think that this scene was supposed to take place before they had sex Ooh, maybe that seems no. maybe would make more sense like that it's like hey like maybe he just made a mistake and then she's like you know maybe he did i'll go visit him and then went and was still like, no, I'm still mad. I don't know. I don't know. It's also confusing because there's more to this scene than just that exchange. Sure. Tell us more. Well, they're, they're also, Kel is, or Jin K is also like, you know, they're, we might not be useful to this guy for much longer. Right. Like he's, he's planting the seeds that like, Kel is going to turn on them. Right. Which, spoiler alert, he is forecasting something that's going to happen 30 seconds from now. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like, this isn't a chance for character development or growth or insight into these people. It's literally just like, here's what I'm going to show you, now I'm showing you. <laughs> right. odd. I do have two things I'd like to point out in this scene because I can't help it. One... So Kel is like watching them have this conversation. Like he's up mm -hmm. in some window, right? Anybody like, what the hell is he wearing? Do you guys see this? I have a picture to show you. And I'm, I like, I kept pausing and I was like, what, wait, what, what is that? What is up? What is, <laughs> what, like, what is he wearing? He's, is he's that an apron? He's cooking the dinner. That's, he's I think what it, is that what it's supposed to be? He's like baking? That, I don't know what I, that is. Honestly, that was my interpretation. Whoa. That is insane. And it's just such a quick so shot. Like that, they designed this outfit for him or bought it or whatever it was. Like, look at his hands. What? Yeah, right. Look at his hands also. Interesting. Fascinating. Uh, I like that does look like an apron. I don't know if it is an apron, but it looks like an apron. It's strange because, <laughs> like, right here, it doesn't look like it's a separate piece of fabric. It looks like yeah. it's a design, yeah. but it's like a dress maybe i don't i don't like or just is it supposed to be a robe like, monk, like monks robes yeah. i like the i like the idea though that like kel slaved over this dinner <laughs> i like that too that's really funny especially when we see what they end up eating because i have pictures of that later uh oh, okay I'm so glad, there's that i'm glad you do oh of course i do something I can, about I, that image of kel encapsulates like the whole messed up problem with who this character is, even like his little like hand thing. And like, mm -hmm. he's like monk robe look like he has this air to him. Like he's still supposed to be this priest, mm -hmm. but then he also does all this like insane pervy, like Kurgan level stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think like also, they, Oh, sorry. Good. It, it was like, they, uh, it almost feels like they designed like, this holy man character and then somebody was like yeah you gotta kurgan him up a little bit like, i was gonna say also the way he dresses i was gonna say they like xavier saint cloud him up a bit too like <laughs> i think he's like a sharp dresser in this movie like again like very unlike the kurgan who's got like this 
like heavy metal punk rock persona thing going on. Like, no, he's wearing like nice clothes and stuff and hats and like, yeah, I don't know. It's and hats. Whatever. He's wearing the Lisa B collection. So <laughs> the Lisa B collection. Right. Yes. So of course he's very stylish. He has that like pork pie hat. That's like over the, over the, that's right. And a man of mystery. Dome. That's yeah. right. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to play in this scene was here. I'm just going to play it. And we're going to talk about what happens because I've, I've, Tried to point it out every time it does, uh, which in, in, involves like, does Cal have magic powers? I think yes. Sure. Ooh. So she looks up to see Cal with his apron, and then she's still looking up. So we know where her eye line is, and then the eye line goes back, and he's gone. We don't see him walk away, but she is still like looking. And I'm just like, what? So I don't know if people remember. Surely no human could have walked away. <laughs> well, if he did, why is she just staring? But this is, I think the third time this has happened. So the very first time we saw this was when they first visit the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Remember, and there was like that weird day for night scene and Kel just shows up out of nowhere and he like goes behind a, a pillar. But then when the camera pulls around the pillar, he's gone. And it's like, whoa, like, Maybe he's just super slick or something else is going on. And then we played that cut scene from the uh, the rough cut or whatever. That rough cut one, he's that's teleport. That's clearly teleportation. Like that is clearly a thing. I think so. And I think maybe the producers put these shots in there thinking like, oh, well, like you said, Kyle, like surely no human could just walk out of the room. I agree. Yeah. But the way it's shot, though, tells a different story. Like, because she's still looking up there and then they just cut back. Like, why cut back to an empty room? Like, for instance, Kyle, you said no human could just walk away. I agree. Why would then you why film? Show the why show it? Like, I understand yeah. that people are in well, one they... room and then oftentimes go to another room or go outside or get in a car or do any number of things. Wait. And movies don't what? need to show that every single time. Yeah. I mean, I assume also all the characters have gone to the bathroom at some point, even though I haven't seen it. Like, no, but maybe don't not. Don't say that. I don't. Okay, let's no, not think, think about that. Don't I, say that. Keith, I think there's something to what you are saying. Like, obviously, in the the cut that makes it to either the DVD or the uh, or the theater, the big screen. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's supposed to be the case. But no, it does have the look of like an artifact. Yeah, uh, I think I think this feels left over from something else. Like I think he was supposed to have some sort of supernatural powers here. Uh, well, and like strange. in a in a different movie, like she'd be distracted by something and look away real quick, yes. and then she'd look back up and he'd be gone. Right, like Batman. Like Batman. Yeah. Yes. No one thinks Batman disappears when, like, literally disappears like a magic trick when Detective mm -hmm. Gordon looks away, and then Detective he's gone. Detective right? Gordon. Detective. I'm sorry, Commissioner. Thank you, Keith. I, I'm, no, not, I'm not that far in the story. He's still a detective. He's still uh, a detective, yeah. That's fair. That's, that's right. right. You're, you're, on, you're on Batman Begins still. Yep, that's right. Do you remember when you, just a real quick aside, do you remember sure. when you were a kid and we thought, or maybe you didn't think this, but I thought it, and like if a superhero had a cape, he could fly. Yes, I used to think Oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think like capes weird. meant flight. Yeah. Capes meant flight, huh? Capes meant flight. <laughs> Very good. All right, so that's that scene, right? So it's pretty Riveting. unconsequential, right? Like, we, what do we get out of this scene? Well, we get the seeds that Jin K is not on board with this this anymore, right? That's yeah. about it. And like, yeah, or he just says that, like, I'm not. Is he not on board, or does he just think that we're not going to? They're not going to be useful. Or, like, yeah, like they'll be betrayed by. Yeah, he definitely Kelly. thinks they're going to be betrayed. Just Kelly the Berry. The insanity at the heart of this is why is Jin K here 
in the first place. I know. Like, that's the insane part. Like, every other person, either, like, Faith has a grudge or, like, is romantically involved with Kel. I guess that's why they're together. And the rest of these people seem like evil cartoon characters. Like, Cracker Bob, I need no justification for why he's with Jacob Kell. Anybody want a club sandwich? That's right. Yeah, like, his facial hair is a crime against humanity. (laughs) Like, obviously, he is fine with Kell. Right. Jin K is, like, the only facts we know about him is that he's, he's one, a badass, and two, an honorable man. So why is he with, like, the dick dastardly of preachers? Like, there's no possible reason why this character should be there. Because Not- the pro- producers wanted Donnie Yen. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the concept that there might be a falling out is puzzling in the yep. first place. It's like, why'd you fall in? <laughs> right. Very good. All right. So Ooh. now we cut. This is the the Last Supper scene, right? We get. So we're still inside. I, I want to say something about this yes, scene yes, real yes. quick. When I first watched this movie like years ago, like the 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 set design of this scene, like I hated it. I was like, <laughs> this looks like a TV movie. Like this doesn't look like a real movie. It's and, pretty bright. It's pretty. Yeah, it just it just really pissed me off. Like this scene's always stuck out in my head as like, I really don't like this scene. Not to yeah. not to jump ahead, but right, right. <laughs> well, it's also one of the least satisfying scenes in the movie, in my opinion. Well, yeah, let's like... talk about it. All right, so we're in this place, which I do want to mention that like, uh, is where I, I I don't know if there was debate about this, but like Kate's apartment is like here like i don't know if anyone saw the window on like yeah the windows are like designed the same way so like Mm -hmm. i don't know we were discussing like well is this kate's kate like lives in this whatever this compound is this like religious is that or she lives in another weird church (laughs) so i'm gonna go ahead and say she's here sure sure okay so they they sit down for this feast which i'll i'll show everyone a picture of what they're gonna eat because that's what i'm interested in right but here we go everybody everybody's sitting down uh kel spent all day baking just like entire loaves it's just bread and mm-hmm. then kate i think it's great kate is just eating a salad uh and it i guess it's like like ro- romaine lettuce or iceberg lettuce it does Doesn't it look like iceberg it it looks like they went to iceberg, like right ahead. <laughs> it looks like they went to the supermarket and bought like pre-made like you know just muffins and like things out of plastic containers and open them up uh that's what's going on here look at how brown all their food is like this isn't a good like this isn't a nutritious spread it's not a nutritious also, it's all these carbs <laughs> it's all carbs also, man it's all yeah. white and brown foods all right and there's oh there's that not crazy to, window right all right sorry yeah. yeah and and not to pick nits but what else are we doing here we got it. why are they at least seated on one side of the table because it's the last supper man I guess. But yeah, that like, was famously attended by five people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why? I mean, clearly, that's what it's supposed to be, but it's like a nonsensical placement. It's very weird. 
there's also like all this religious stuff. We we did talk about this a little bit, like with the devil thing. Eamon, you mentioned that like the 666 number. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what's about to become important here. Like, but they've cut all this symbolism out of the movie seemingly, or or I should say maybe some of the symbolism is still there, but there's no story elements driving it. And I'm just like, wait, right. the last supper, is this all religious, huh? Like the, the, the rel religiosity of this character does not, I think, come through in this film. Which religiosity. Is my favorite Denzel Washington movie. That's right. <laughs> it's... Okay. Mm, it's it, it's actually irksome. Yeah. Uh, so in the alt cut or the rough cut, they actually go around the table and name everyone, which is very mm. useful. This might be the only time we hear Cracker Bob's name uttered the yeah. entire time. Ooh, also, Cracker Bob has a C and a B like carved into his head, his hair in the back, which is incredible. Amazing. But uh, also, if you watch the theatrical cut, he says nothing all movie. So not only do you not know his name, like he's, I don't think he ever speaks. Nope. Uh, so Kel's like, you're all part of this great journey, a 400 year quest for justice. And I'm just like, this is all about Connor. This is another problem I have is like, he enlisted all these goons, it would seem, just to screw with Connor. And now he's like, and that chapter's over. It's like, well, what about all this other, what's this other thing you're doing? Like, I feel like we need something bigger. Like, that's the, he doesn't need these, nothing he has done in this requires these people. Mm -mm. Not a thing. Like, no. they're just there. You are my frock. <laughs> all right, you so. nourish my soul. There's other like fucking lines in this too. Like he just out of nowhere says the giver and taker of creation baptized in blood. It is the living that matters after all. He says that out of nowhere, like it's just said. And I'm like, huh? Like, what are you talking about? But in the rough cut, it makes so much more sense. In the rough cut, he takes swords off the wall. And while he's taking them off, he says like, the, this is the giver and taker of life or whatever it's like oh you're talking about a sword in the in the, the in the regular the producer's cut of the movie it's just it's just said and it's like there's no sword to reference it's like what yeah. are you talking about anyway should we play this clip of yeah i think that would be i, I suspect people will have not seen the rough cut so sure um, here. now this is let's see here this is the ba -ba -ba -ba. all right we'll see some of the last supper here Delicious. That's right. The food, I mean, I know we talked about that. The food looks horrible. Like, no, let's just keep talking. I have in my notes, like, let's keep talking about the food, please, because I, I like fucking hate it so much. Anyway, here we go. I see tonight as a celebration of the spirit. To all of you who continue to stand by me, even those who might waver. Uh-oh. Naughty Ooh. boy. You. Oh, my fuck. What? <laughs> you. Is he Nourish. having a sexual experience yeah. right now? It's yeah. so gross. Wet dream. Oh, of a great journey. CB. 400-year quest. For Camelot. For justice. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. The For lighting justice. is different here. Ooh, what? The instrument of that justice. That makes sense. Oh, I guess so. Maybe I didn't see that little bit of a... And taker of creation. 
Oh, okay. So you, we barely see the sword. In the, in I'll pause real quick. See this box on the wall? I think that's where he pulls the sword out of, right? Mm. In the other version? I don't know. So there's yeah. just that real quick insert shot of the handle of the sword. It's less... I, I just don't understand why they cut some of this stuff out. It really is weird to me. It definitely would have been more clear the other way. Awkward. Oh, Jinkei. Yep. I can age. Okay. Look at his earrings. It's nuts. Oh. Jinkei. What? What? All right. Can we pause to? Yes. I, I want to yeah. talk about like what do we think of Jinkei's sword too? It's, it's... like a, a single-handed like English broadsword. Why? Yeah, it's, yep. it's, a, it's an odd choice for this character. Right. I also, guess he just couldn't fit his spear under the under the chair. <laughs> well, that's probably true. But uh, like, also, he's about to get decapitated. Sure. Like, he could have taken one step back and been out of range. But like this guy who go, who just went toe to toe with Duncan and is supposed to be this badass goes out like such an <laughs> like yep. he just gets housed. And like, side note, of course, then there's going to be a quickening. If any one of these people just like took a step back or did a single thing to resist, like he would get his quickening and then they could kill him. Sure. Yep. But like he's able to just slaughter all five of these people in a row right yeah. now with no resistance whatsoever nope. using these swords that will never come back again, even yeah. though he just declared them to be the instruments of his justice. It's this is crazy. Also, it's it's another reason why that motivation needs there needs to be more motivation to these goons. Like, like you said, Kyle, why why do they do this? Why don't they just take a step back? Like, why why don't they build into the story element? Like, what like again? He's building some weird religious thing, which again really isn't part of the story. Like, we're we're kind of cobbling that together from what we know about the script and some behind the scenes stuff. And, but like, why not make their sacrifice part of that goal? Like, I want to be part of like your vision of the future, so kill me, right? But like, this isn't about that. Nope. No, he just he just seemingly betrays and murders them. Yeah, and they're cool with it for no reason. Yeah, All right, let's keep watching. They don't resist. I don't get it. Oh, 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 Duncan having his Jedi visions again. Yep. Uh, all over oh, the wheat loaf, man. man. Not the all wheat loaf. loaf. These shots of like the hotel. Uh, just like, uh, look at all the blood. And he smiles? This guy is cool with it. Yeah. This is bananas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What? <gasps> oh. What are all the beads? Where'd the beads come from? All right, so, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> this, this isn't going to make sense later, but we'll talk about that later. Also, yeah, they're just eating carbs. Look at that. Bread, 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 bread. Bread, 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 bread. bread. Yep. And alcohol. This is not helping. Because he knew this was yeah. coming, so he just yeah. gave him the apps. And I yeah. think so, that's also supposed to be a... a a Last Supper thing, like a, this is my body broken for you. Got it. Think of this as I murder you. That's yeah, this that is this is your body broken for me. Like for that's me. Yeah. right. Uh, There's also yeah. like a, an appetizer sampler there with like the mozzarella sticks and the onion rings and the, the oh, poppers. Man. That would have been great. 
Why wasn't that know. the Last Supper, huh? Mm. It this would have been great. This, this is my cheesy garlic bread broken for you. Yeah, Judas would have been like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, man. Who needs okay. silver when you've got cheesy garlic bread? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so also this seems to imply like Duncan is sensing this again. Mm-hmm. So I do think the repetition of, and we can talk about now that this is edited together differently here than it is in the theatrical cut. In the theatrical cut, this whole Last Supper sequence is like fused with the Connor Duncan showdown, which we're going to see in a minute, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty solid editing that both of these like forces kind of come to a head and there's like a, a big power up for, I guess, both of the, the main characters, right? That's that is seemingly what it is like a power. Yeah, up. right. But uh, I also introducing more questions of how that works because. Jin K is at least as strong as Duncan, right? Sure. Yeah. And like, if we're being invited to think of things in that way, he just like absorbed at least one Duncan's worth of ability. I'm sure that's not supposed to be how this works, but like they invite you to do that kind of absurd math. So, yep. I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, but the way this mm-hmm. is re-edited now makes it seem like Duncan is sensing the deaths of these people, which like awakens him. Uh, yes. We're in the, the 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 rough cut. Duncan just gets the buzz and is like, "Wait, what's going on? I got to investigate." And that's why he's like flip flipping out in the hallway or whatever. Uh, yeah. So it's weird because like through re-editing the sequence in this way, it has like again implied there's a new ability in this movie uh, that it, it's actually beyond. Like I was I was willing to believe it's like well it's because Connor and Duncan have a special connection, right? They're kinsmen. It does go beyond that as far as the movie tells us, right? It would seem. Maybe, but then I guess we're supposed to think that he could just be getting the buzz because we're about to find out that Connor is on the roof. Yes. But I agree that the way they edit it does make it weirdly ambiguous. And this movie does seem to posit, again, like Jedi powers for these people. So. Yes. All right, let's finish watching uh, this little quickening here. There we go, a little float. Look at that. Look at All that bread. How do you guys think uh, about the way they visualize the quickening here? Do we like the quickenings? Do we like the floating? Floating's cool. Floating's cool. Okay. I like I the, don't floating. Love the floating. I don't think they love do the floating. it. I think they do it to to mirror the last quickening in the original film, where he has like the lightning suspenders. And like does basically the same arm gesture. You know, you're right. Uh, uh, also, did anyone catch? It's a quick shot uh, when he's getting the quickening, but here there's a little freeze frame of like the look at what's happening in the corner over here. Like, <laughs> like this dummy head is just like <laughs> fucking here, right? And then like it. there's another one. Jin K is all the Ooh, way there. There he is. There he is. And like, what happened to this body? Like, they did Kel also break his ankles? And like, <laughs> like what the yes. hell is happening? So, so- that's great. There's another version of this. I'm going to play it. Oh, okay. Is that what you're talking about? Where Jin K takes his own head? Yep. Hey, hey here let's we go. See it. All right. So yes, there's a different version of this, which I guess they wanted to play into the, like the honor of Jin K, right? That he will not be killed by Jacob. He will take his own head. Uh, all right. And let, let's watch that. How that goes. Uh, I like, I like this better. Interesting. Do you like the way it looks? 
No. <laughs> okay. Which is why just, they didn't use I, it. I like the idea better. Yeah. Uh oh. I like those blood sounds. Yeah. Like this is cooler so far. I yeah, it is cooler. Just like additional shots, it's like mm -hmm. tense. This is nuts. Whoa. 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 Look at that. That is kind of amazing. Also, the way that's edited makes so much more sense. because. <laughs> and I believe that's also closer to how the theatrical, at least that sequencing is closer to what the theatrical cut looked like. Where yeah. I believe he starts taking heads, Jin K takes a posture to resist. Whereas here, I think this posits that the only person resisting still goes out in one shot like a, yeah, you know, like a yeah. punk. Like a punk. Very good. Well, there's uh, the end of Jin K, huh? like that idea. And I, they should have kept that in the new film, even though it looks horrible. Well, it does look horrible, which is too bad, but yeah. it is an okay idea. Like, again, it tells us something at least about characters and like, mm -hmm. it's it's just, it's more. It's, it's, it's so weird how much substance they took out of the movie. Yeah, like the, the only thing that the way the version they shot it, the only thing it tells us is that Jin K is actually pretty shitty at this. Sure. Yeah. That like, oh, actually, no, like he's not very talented. Sure. Uh, and Kyle, you mentioned like, where do the beads come from? What's going on here? So again, the way this is edited, so how do we think this ends? Who's the last person who dies? Kate, Lisa right? Lisa B, baby. Yeah. So, and I, I can't anyway. imagine in any way, like, what, what is he, just cut her necklace off? That's nonsense. So he cuts her head off, and all the beads fall to the ground. It would be implied, correct? Yes. For reasons. Yes, thanks. Okay, great. For reasons. Uh, <laughs> Will this be relevant later? Yes. Uh, yeah, and finally, uh, I, we're, I guess, we're spending a lot of time on this here, but... Um, you know, we've talked a lot about Cracker Bob. Uh, there is an entire Cracker Bob, and th now that Cracker Bob's out of the movie, RIP, uh, do we want to talk about like he has an entire extra scene? Uh, maybe we should just play this because I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen this. Sure. Uh, yeah, all right, sure, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> CB radio, Cracker right. Bob, radio. Cracker Bob radio. <laughs> What? Gross. That's right. What is going on here? Look at these chains. Uh-oh. Off the chain. And what? Is Mac Duncan? is smoking a cigar? Smoking a cigar. Have we ever seen him smoke a cigar? No. <laughs> when exactly is this slotted in? I don't know. It's weird. This is, I forget. Nice. But yeah, they use this footage here to play Bonnie Portmore. There's so much more stuff that makes sense here. Uh, <laughs> like, look at the budget. That like, how much money did they spend on this, and they cut it? And they cut it all, right? Just money on the they floor. Do whatever that was for some reason. Right. Also, so, the way he was just playing the harmonica, like, sounds like what it would sound like if I played the harmonica. <laughs> yeah. Right. I guess it's all like the original sound, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. He's like like that little clown on The Simpsons that plays for nickels. Yeah. <laughs> the cigar smoking, I still can't get over that. Like, if there's one thing I know, it's uh -oh. that Duncan doesn't smoke cigars. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Yeah, it doesn't seem like yeah. the thing Mac would casually do, especially at like a weird club. All right, yeah. and so there's so Cracker like, Bob with like his a sword in his chest. That looks like. And why didn't he kill him? Shish kebab. Oh, shish kebab, uh, and he winks. Is that Connor's sword? Yeah, it no. is Connor's sword. Oh, and the cross. And this is an interesting callback. To uh, this that... harmonica plan is fucking bananas in this. Yeah. That he's doing it during like during this the scene, like whatever. All right, that's that. It what looks, do we think of that? I don't know. I well, first off, I don't understand why he doesn't take Cracker Bob's head, like. Yep. Right, and I like the idea that's like, oh, you were sending your goons after me, like you're trying to mess with Connor, like I can do that to you, like yep. I can take out one of your people, but he doesn't actually take him out. Yeah, this is really strange. Uh, I, I like kind of the mystery it adds too. I mean, like this is like, like you said, Eamon, like, wait, is that Connor's sword? It's like, oh shit, like something is afoot here, right? Like, I don't know. Like that, that seems more interesting than just like Connor shows up, like, I yep. yeah. Yikes. And that was Cracker Bob's big scene, I said, where he has like one line and Duncan just looks at him. And I'm like, okay, like, what? Whatever. And Duncan smokes a cigar. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. That's right. <laughs> All right. Are okay, we ready to hop to the next scene? Great. We're on a rooftop on top Thank of the God. hotel or whatever, right? Cal, Jacob, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Mac originally, the way this is edited is it's supposed to be that Mac thinks he's like Jacob Kell has shown up at his hotel, right? And he's like, oh, yes. where is he? Turns out, fake out, it's just Connor, right? Correct. So what happens? Uh, Connor's there and he wants to throw down with our guy. Mm -hmm. And Duncan uh, will not have any part of this. No. So yeah, Connor insists that neither of them are strong enough to take on Jacob, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And they're also like, we. the thing I don't understand about this entire exchange is they're like, we have to follow the rules. We can't fight them together. And I don't understand why that's the case. Like Connor literally, or Duncan literally just fought six immortals at once. Like right. 20 minutes ago. It's more than that now. Right. Five episodes of our show ago, he fought... He fought these guys like this. This movie clearly posits that like the rules are not applying anymore, right. and I don't understand why our heroes have like unilaterally disarmed about this without having a conversation about. Yeah, it. they don't talk about like well, we can break the rules, and Mac doesn't do like well, that's not the honorable thing to do, and I've got a code of honor, and then it's like oh, I guess I get it, right? But like they just ignore it. It's like okay, yeah, and also like even though Duncan is that character in some ways, like do you ever get the impression that Connor? is that character like i guess you know he knows what ramirez taught him yeah but no. like is there anything about connor's character that makes you think like i must only fight you know one-on-one -on -one duel right I especially any other uh, especially because in the script and what's in the rough cut shows when they fight in the cemetery like mac calls out like they in the rough cut have that line like hey this is holy ground and connor's like yup and it's like, oh, like, I think we're supposed to, like, it's implied that Connor knows he's about to break the rules, too. And so, in, as far as the Highlander Endgame universe goes, Connor's okay with breaking rules already. Yeah. And now doesn't. <laughs> I mean, maybe, like, Connor thinks, I, I just, 
well, this doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I was about to say like, maybe he thinks he'll be a liability if they team up, but then like, why would, if his power isn't good one way, why is it good the other way? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And yeah. he also, insofar as we're supposed to care about like power levels and quickening math, the current math is that Connor is considerably stronger than Duncan. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay. Connor was beaten pretty badly by Jacob Kell. Right. Yeah. I, so I feel like the way this should, well, I, maybe I should save this for final thoughts and we'll, and we'll sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I have some thoughts too on like lessons to be learned from this and like, you know, I, 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 once again, I'll, I'll say now and we'll talk more in, in our, our closing remarks, but like, I find this film like devoid of like any sort of like true meaning, like in a weird, like to use a nebulous term, like spiritual meaning. Like when, when you say like, well, what's a movie about? Like you can say like, oh, it's about the battle between good and evil. It's about like learning to forgive yourself. It's about these things. And like, there's almost elements of those in these, in this movie, but like they don't, they, it, it like, if somebody said, what's this movie about? I would say, I don't have a fucking clue. Things happen. And that's, yeah. that's what this movie's about. This movie's about a sequence of events with characters we, we know and maybe used to care about. <laughs> well, it's like, this is a plot thread that like in the Highlander universe, like never comes to fruition where like, you know, it's the game. So eventually friend will turn against friend and like, you'll have to make some tough choices. Yeah. The, the whole game conversation isn't really like handled in this movie very well. I don't yeah. think. It just kind of falls like right flat or something mm. until this scene when yeah we're supposed to know it all <laughs> yeah. yeah um <laughs> i do like the the way this like fight is structured and the dialogue in it like uh yeah. i mean while we're, while we're complaining about like perhaps like the reasoning for them doing this doesn't really add up like i i like the way they like fight and talk and like i don't want to fight you while they're fighting and uh this this has like some real dynamic stuff in it uh you know, I think this is, is the best part of the movie. It could be, yeah. Yeah, personally, yeah. I think this is the best part, except for in the in the. So, like when they film this, for some reason, there's a big JVC sign oh in boy. the background. Oh boy! Which they the... okay? Go on, Eamon. Go on. Tell us about it. In the in the like, I'm getting confused now about all the cuts. In like the 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 producer's cut it's objectively confusing yeah in the producer's cut they've decided to computer blur out the jvc jvc sign yes and to me it is so distracting Uh uh-huh it's really weird and it looks horrible and i'm like just leave it just leave the sign it's less distracting as a big jvc sign like in highlander one you had the silver cup sign yeah i mean it's a sign whatever it's but, a little but weird, but th- this one I think is weird. This is weirder than the silver cup sign. Like this, I don't yeah. mind the silver cup sign. One, it's like kind of a, a landmark. Like it's recognizable as part of like the cityscape, right? Like the sure. the skyline, right? Uh, also, it doesn't feel like an ad. Like I never felt like the the silver cup thing was an ad right. for like silver cup flower or studios at that time. Yeah, I think it was still a, a movie studio by that point. Uh, but like. This is an ad. This was 
on the on the producers like the 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 DVD release on the commentary mm-hmm. they they are there's like a weird blame game that happens on the mm-hmm. the commentary where they're like yeah who's responsible for this uh and they're all like somebody was and like this wasn't like th- they didn't film on a roof that had this sign on it because by the way if they did this is it a went, set right yeah no it, well it's actually a roof they installed oh. the sign there because uh weird. if this was an ad guess where it would face probably out to the public not to the people so on the roof, roof. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this was intentionally placed there by whoever i really don't know uh you know who thought this would help pay some bills or who they talked to that was like let us do this we'll let you use our building or who knows what like circumstances led to it uh mm-hmm. but it's really strange and yeah the blurring of it is distracting yeah don't like the blurring no yeah but like Connor, Connor's basically on the offensive in this fight, right? And Duncan's like playing defense until he kind of doesn't have a choice. Yeah, which Connor is like attacking him with the hopes of getting him to attack back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like I like the um like I like when they do their stances and the scene in the trailer where like the sword like they kick the sword up. That's I love that beat so much, like where Duncan throws his sword down and then Connor like flicks it back up with his foot. And Mm -hmm. like, there's this cool, like the music cuts out and it's like, and Duncan grabs it. It's awesome. What a cool movie moment. More of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get more good stuff. Yeah. You know what would make this movie better? Good stuff. Good stuff. More good. good. All right. so this all comes to a head, and then what happens? Uh, we get the special move, right? The spe- yep. So is there, we've moved kind of quickly through this fight. Is there anything else we need to talk about? I'm not saying because I have anything special to say, but. Uh, um, no, I mean, I think this, yeah. I, I think it's good. Eamon, you said this is the best scene in the movie. I think you're probably right. Uh, this feels like a cool sword fight. Like it doesn't feel like wishy-wash. I don't know. Like I know where I am. I know who the characters are. I at least know who these two yeah. characters are. Like from my experience watching them in these films uh, and shows, right? Like, uh, yeah. which I think helps a lot. Like, because the other characters in this movie, uh, I don't care about because they didn't spend any time <laughs> developing their characters. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Okay, so they get all the locked fights, up. And the fight's cool. Like, there's some scenes where I think Kristoff is a stunt double. But that's oh yeah, fine. for yes. sure. I think that's often the case. He's, but that's all right. Yeah, he's older. He's, yeah, than... he's and he also hasn't been doing this every day for years the yeah. way Duncan has. Right. I also but think this is... looks. Oh, sorry. Good. Uh, I was just gonna say there is some cool like stunt work and sword sword play. Yes. Yeah. It's cool. I, I think also they, they managed to, I was calling out uh, in the Jin K and Duncan fight, which was filmed in two mm-hmm. different locations that like the color timing is all off. And like, you can tell that these are done differently. Uh, hell, even mm-hmm. in the uh, the last supper scene, like there were shots of Kate and I was like, the lighting is different than the lighting before. Like it's, yeah. it's already messed up. This looks great. It was filmed in two different locations, both like either on a soundstage or just like all the close-ups were done at a different mm-hmm. time. The footage looks good. Like, uh, and like, there's nothing wrong with making movies this way. Like movies are made this way all the time. You do your big master shots and your location. Then you do, you, you schedule time later to your close-ups and all this stuff like and most movies look great doing it uh so it's good that this scene looks pretty good it doesn't look like a mess yeah all right but i think i i kind of it had been a while since i had seen this movie and i was just like okay then they do the special move and mac beats him but i was like i i do kind of wonder like psychologically 
what's going through most moviegoers' minds when they watch this, because like here, Connor had taught Duncan this unstoppable move, and then he puts it on him. And it's like, oh, I, I, hmm? it's so confusing. Does, does Dunk, does Connor use it on Duncan or does, Dunk, or does <laughs> Connor, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Does Connor force Duncan to use it on him? It's confusing. It's it's a little confusing. All right, here I can get it. All right, I'm like I can get it. <laughs> what am I talking about? Yeah. All right. Um. Here we'll start here. Just queuing up the old clip, guys. All right. Beep boop boop. Beep boop boop. That's right. All right. Beep boop boop. There he is. There he is. Shirt untucked, collar buttoned. No collar, not like this. Come on, stop. Connor, stop. Duncan. Wait, hold on. All right, now I am confused too. Yeah. All right, so in the flashback, Connor's Connor's sword goes behind his own head, and mm. now he is in control, right? Yes. That's how that's supposed like the illusion that Duncan is one, but in this, so Connor is able to put the sword behind Max's head somehow. Yeah, so right. he is essentially forcing Duncan somehow to use the special move on him. Which it's like you just don't have to do it. I right. don't I don't know. Huh. Okay. I think in my head I had misunderstood this because I was like, uh, or misremembered, like, whose sword goes behind whose head? And I was thinking, it's like, oh, the audience must think, like, Duncan's about to die in this scene. Like, Connor's got him now. Uh, but then I'm like, well, then how does Duncan figure out how to, like, counter the move? But that's not what's happening here. So, okay. All right. So, yeah. I guess Connor just puts himself in a no-win situation? Right. I guess, but it, it, it's like, Duncan clearly has agency. He could just not do it. Right. But, I mean, is it supposed to be implied that if Duncan doesn't do it, Connor's just going to cut his head? I, I don't know. I guess. Huh, I guess right. that's the situation. It's also just like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the dialogue around this is somewhat muddled. Like, because Connor's like, everything we have ever done has led us to this moment because there can be only one. But it's like, that's not actually why you want to do this, right? right. Like, Connor's basically suicidal. I think we're supposed to think Connor's basically suicidal. Yes, 100%. Like, and he's just like done with this. I don't think that's set up enough too in this. Yeah. That like that's the real reason Connor wants to do this. Like he's given up, uh, which yes. I think would be. I mean, I mentioned earlier, like there needs to be more to this. And I feel like that, like the will to live, is what helps Duncan beat Kel, not right. power levels. Ba ba ba. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It'd be nice yeah. if they even hung a lantern on that. Maybe they set up the whole power level thing. And at the end, mm -hmm. it's like, you know what? The power level thing doesn't matter. Guess what? Because it's like the indomitable human spirit, right? I don't know. Yeah. Who gets it's a that shit? Duncan's, <laughs> but Duncan is just a badass with yeah. like a better reason to win. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Watch it, man. All right. Well, <laughs> before uh, we move on, uh, what well, we've got, we've got to watch the quickening, right? Because that is of like of everything that happens like i don't know uh as great as this uh fight looks this quickening is a little dicey maybe and we'll get to see like the sign and all this weird stuff right all right let's watch this quickening quickening all right so they fight ba -ba -ba. all right here we go ba -ba -ba. Ooh. 
So we get this like zoom over yeah, fast footage. shots. Yep, right. Highlander one. Nice. I mean, I like that. I don't understand that with the weird like digital effect it has. Watch your back. <laughs> All right. Like this has got like a blurry Vaseline look. All right. His eyeball. The blurred out. <laughs> There's the blurred out sign in the back. That just takes me right out of it. Yeah. Now it's blurred again and it's red. It almost looks There's like, like what is like, now. look at this. Like, <laughs> this is like a screensaver they put over Connor's yep. body. All right, moving on. Don't like that. Oh, JBC. Oh, JBC, it's right there. It's so big. Everybody in the apartment complex just lost their cake. Yeah. <laughs> all the all the all the direct TV <laughs> are done. There we go. Not a great quick thing, I gotta say. Yeah, I guess not, right? I mean it's nothing interesting as far as like, I don't know. Uh yeah, I almost wish they played this one a little different. I like the the flashbacks with Connor, except I don't like like the weird music video aesthetic. They've like yeah. they like digitize a bunch of them up, and it's like I'd rather it just be like a nice like tribute to the character of Connor McCloud, right? Yeah, I, don't know. I didn't. I wasn't nuts about like the zoom into the eyeball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like good performances. They're they're doing good acting. I was thinking about this. that this morning. Actually, I was like, you know what, like. Well, we even talked about Bruce Payne a bit. Like, is he doing a good job? Like, I don't think I blame a single actor in this movie for anything that happens. Like, I think nope. Adrian Paul, like, gives 120% in this movie. Like, actually, well, actually, I do. I agree. I think actually Adrian Paul does do well. I'm yeah, not sure. Like, I, I'm not sure I agree on Bruce Payne, but. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, enough. Bruce Payne obviously is, like, acting way over the top and, like, hamming it up and, like, you know, chewing the scenery and all that sort of stuff. Adrian Paul seems like he's given all the martial arts stuff, like, his all. When he's got to get emotional, like, he does it. Like, I think Adrian Paul does a great job getting emotional and, like, you know, uh, yeah. demonstrating that stuff to the camera. Uh, and I think Connor's okay, too. Like, it's good to see yeah. them together. Uh, I just feel like the stuff they're talking about in the editing is just a train wreck, so. Yeah, and it, like it, it makes it work, especially in the Connor scenes. The thing that works, I think, is like the happier interactions, like the, mm -hmm. the scenes like in a hot dog friendship work. Yeah. The the dialogue on like the sadder scenes Watch is like it. so heavy and like <laughs> that it's like that's hard for me. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. This that that was my favorite part of the movie. Cool. We can stop there. Roll the credits. There really? they go. Your credits come down, Eamon? Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess they go up. They do go up, yes. huh? Do they always go up? Yes. I don't know. Like, they never like go down. I no, mean, write, write us at highly to rewatch at gmail.com to tell us which movies have credits that go down. I'm sure there are credits that go down, but come on. <laughs> yeah. How would no, you feel yeah. about a re edit of your favorite movies to make the credits go down? <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's that's gonna like be only, my my new change. my new quest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to make the credits good. What is stupid? I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Just in my head, I was like, well, do they always go up? It's a great question. Like my blood blood pressure. Uh oh, it always goes up. Mm -hmm. 
Well, um, weirdly, I should, I'm, I'm like, weirdly, guess what, everybody? That brings us to the end of this episode. Ooh. Well, not the very end. We still have to, of course, uh, play a game. Game yeah. time. Delete that, open that, great. All right, it is time to play a game. Kyle and Eamon, you're gonna go to head-to-head in the final third round of the Highlander Endgame DVD trivia (laughs) trivia game. Are you guys ready? Well, I'm ready, ready as I'll ever be. I'm so Eamon, you run you won the last round, so uh, did. this is this is Kyle's chance to make up. Uh, I don't remember who won the first one, I don't have that written down. Uh, right I here. think I think it was me, but I could be wrong about that. Wow, so this is this is could be for all the marbles, then, huh? Yeah, Eamon, I have a good feeling that this is your time, your time Ooh. to shine. Your okay, time. so the way this, this is gonna is work is I am going to uh read you the question, uh, do not. You cannot buzz in until the question has been read, and you must buzz in with your name. These are the rules. If you don't buzz in with your name, you will not be chosen, uh, and you get two points uh, per question right. If you get it wrong, the other person can steal for one point. Is that okay? Everyone understands the rules? Got it. Great. We're, we're good. <laughs> there we go. I can't wait. Boom. How many confirmed immortal kills does Connor have? Kyle. Kyle. 350. That is wrong. It is 262. Oh, oh Amen. Would you like to steal? Nope. Sorry. Nope. Whoops. Too late. <laughs> Yikes. Well, this is going swimmingly. Very good. No points. The Very first. good. Mm, I get a point because I got it right. Um, Keith gets a point. That's right. Next. That's a hard question. Sure. Why doesn't yeah. Duncan use the Clan McLeod sword? Why doesn't Duncan McLeod use the Clan McLeod sword? Amen. Amen. Hideo Koto gave him a katana. That is correct for two. That is also not correct. (laughs) Yeah. That is definitively wrong. Oh, yeah. I guess that's not like the. Well, yeah. He doesn't have like the Clan McLeod sword on him when Hideo Koto gives him the sword, right? Yeah. Well, so. When I hear the phrase the Clan McLeod sword, what I actually think of is Connor's sword that he uses to bury Heather. What, what, what if we're talking about uh, season four, episode one, Homeland, Kyle? Well, that's like a Claymore, but he never possesses that. that His is cousin never... does at that hotel. Yeah. There you go. It's a so hotel like, sword is, now. That is also not why he uses it. Like, it doesn't belong to him is the answer to the question. Well, I'm pretty sure that the Highlander DVD trivia game is canon, so that's right. (laughs) This is is insane. That's also nuts that this is now all of a sudden just being like, hey, what do you know about the series? Yeah, right. (laughs) Yes. Because lots of people... Oh, sorry, good. I was just going to say, lots of people, like whenever I talk about the podcast, like one of three things, I guess one of four things happens. Like either they don't know what Highlander is, they only know about the movie, they only know about the TV show, and then some people know about both. <laughs> those so are th- those <laughs> are possible answers. I agree that yeah. that encompasses the range of possibilities. But like, pe- like everybody, like the Highlander movie people might just be like, "What the fuck is are these questions?" If right. like, like they never 
watch the TV show. I do want to clarify a bit of that too, because in some previous uh, rounds of this, there was a question about boxer shorts, right? That I think was a little mm -hmm. confusing yeah. for people. Uh, and there was also a question about oranges, right? Yeah. Uh, like his orange juice business. Now, I didn't show you because they're honestly not that interesting. There are five or six Watcher Chronicles on the DVD, but they're Ooh. not like the Watcher Chronicles that are on the series DVDs where like they're like stats, like who were they, when were they born, who they train with, and then like gives a history. These are basically just like trivia pages, like hidden trivia mm -hmm. pages on the DVD. And so I believe this has a corresponding Watcher Chronicle. Uh, that mentions like, hey, Duncan got his sword from a day. Like, so the idea is like, you're supposed to explore these DVDs. Like, cause these menus are like hidden. You have to like click around and all of a sudden it'll highlight, which is, I guess, kind of fun, right? Uh, I remember thinking it was cool. Uh, but like, if you explore all the DVDs then you can, you know, play the game. Uh, explore all the DVDs. That's right. That's right. All right, ready? Next one. Eamon, you've got two points, Kyle. You got nothing. Ooh. What is on the hilt of Connor's katana? Kyle. Kyle. A, a, a dragon? No. Eamon. Wow. All right. Wait, really? Uh, <laughs> a lion. That is correct. Now, wow. I we understand are. the confusion about this because I've even called it a dragon. Uh, and I think it is a different sort of like mythical creature, right? Like the wow. lion, the lion that's on the hilt of this sword is not like a, a lion that's in a zoo or like on the Sahara. Like it's, this, it's the it's, lion that's on an animal cracker. Um, <laughs> right. This is a like a mythical sort of like you know Japanese or Chinese dragon or something like that, right? Yeah. Or or lion, right? I, like I, your I, like your falcor, who's like a dog. Who's <laughs> falcor? Falcor, right? Put him on a sword, right? Okay. Amity got four points. Kyle, you're doing oh, terrible. I think he only has three points. I have three points. Whoops. Kyle, I don't want to hear another word questioning the the, the scoring, or I'll, I'll I'll just start giving points away. Here we go. Next. What year does Connor return to Glenfinnan to save his mother? Hmm. Mm. Amen. Amen. Fifteen twelve. No. <laughs> okay. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle? Yes. 1555? You are correct for one yeah. point. All right, Hello. one to three. All right, we're going to move this along. Who volunteered to double for Duncan's flip over Kel in the final fight scene? We haven't gotten to this part in the movie. Amen. No. Amen. Don Payanessa. That is correct for two points. Whoa. For two points? What? Yeah, you remember the part of the rules where if you get the question right, you get two points, and if you steal it, you get one? No, I don't remember that. What are you that, talking about? You literally corrected me a second ago and said, no, I only get one. You only give Eamon one point for that. What are you fucking talking about? No, you just said the number of questions he got right incorrect. Well, that's because I gave him two points for the one or whatever. Fair enough. Oh, my God. Rewind the tape. There we go. Next. Which sword did Duncan lose in a poker game? <laughs> what? Kyle, the first uh, one. You are correct. It is the Colic Mard, which uh, we which we've read out of the Highlander catalog a few times. That's the one that's got like a design that was found later, like in a uh, some manuscripts, right? Like it's a French blade, I believe. Yeah. And they were like, Ooh. "Oh, this is a specially designed sword." Blah 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 blah. Here we what, go. What is what is this from? Where is this bit of trivia derived? It's probably somewhere on the DVDs. <laughs> yeah, like, this is not a thing you could know. Who joined Connor at the bar in the deleted scene from the first Highlander movie? Hey, Kyle. Kyle? 
It is Castagir. That is correct for two points. Are you okay not, with two points? Do you want not one for that? Sheila? Not yeah, Sheila. Sheila. No, Sheila did not join Connor in a bar. Next, what is Connor's mother's name? Amen. Amen. B. B is correct. Ho. All right, Kaolin. Next. What does Jin K use to fight outside the sanctuary? Kyle. Kyle. He uses his biker helmet, baby. That's that's right. Wow. I mean, like, what an insane question that what does he use to fight? Like he throws it once. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, You'll love to see it. Yeah. What is the last thing Duncan says to Connor? Kyle. Kyle. I love you, Connor. I love you, it Connor. is. B is correct. I love you, Connor. Do we not talk about the bro love that he says I love you, Connor? No, we didn't. Let's talk about it right now and interrupt the game. Go. That's sweet. I don't know. It's just a, it's sweet that he says I love you. It is it sweet. Is. No, it's a good like moment. Uh, it's one of those moments that like I feel like we as fans probably bring a lot to the scene because we're like, oh, man, I've seen every fucking Highlander movie, like honestly, for over 10 years. Like Connor McLeod's like a dude that's like, been in my life for 10 years and then same thing with duncan and we know their relationship from the show even though it's like only in one episode but it's mentioned and like you feel like the the specter of connor exists through all of highlander uh does the this specter. movie do a good job of like you know uh cementing a good friendship no which Watch is a back. bummer you got the uh, edge so, scene baby that's true i just feel like anyone who came into this movie like new to highlander would this would not be a big moment it wouldn't feel like earned really i think uh, but I don't know. No. That's just me. All right. Next. <laughs> Where does Jin K say that honor lies? Kyle. Kyle. In the, ma in the man. It is in the man. In the man. All right. Let's do a little score recap. Kyle, you have 11 points. Eamon, you have seven. Get the shit together. Oh, shit. Next. How many times does the phone ring before the explosion in the antique store? What the hell? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Five. No. Oh, Kyle. Kyle. No. Seven. 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 That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? A lot of phone ringing. Doesn't go to time. go. Just go to the machine, huh? Um. All right. That's a lot of rings. Yeah. What drives immortals to kill each other? Kill one another. Kyle. Kyle. There can be only one. Uh. Ooh. No. What? Amen. See the quickening. It is see the quickening. The other <laughs> the other option for those of you who can't see this is a they hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> like I guess that does sort of track with what Connor says, but that's that's really like a cart, like a I don't know petition. I'm gonna say chicken and egg Connor. thing. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a weird one the way it's phrased. Just, I don't like this. I don't like this one. No, yeah. is it is it surprising that the trivia game on. The Highlander 4 DVD uh, maybe has the same quality as the good. movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dubious. It's a dubious. Fucking terrible. All right, next. What does I wonder Kel who wrote this. Oh, good question. What does Cal show Duncan during their final fight? Kyle. Kyle. Kate Lockett. Uh, that is correct. Oh. His PP was not an answer. His PP, unfortunately, is not an answer. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been great. Okay. I mean, look at this picture. It looks like it's what he's about to do right here. Yeah. So let me let me show you this. So let me all whip, right. whip this out. Yep. How many confirmed kills does Dawson say that Kel has? 
Eamon. Huh. Uh, Eamon. 661. Hell yeah. Shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Now, sadly, this uh, the score is 13 to 10. So, oh. you know, uh, you've already lost, Eamon. I apologize. But. This is for uh, your pride, I suppose. All right, last one. Which WWF star plays one of the highwaymen in the movie? Kyle. Eamon. Adam Edge Copeland. Adam Edge Copeland. All right. 12 to 13. Is the Crusher a wrestler? I don't know. How about it's WWF, not WWE at this point? When did that switchover happen? I guess that was right around this time. It must have been, right? Ah, uh, the history it definitely would have been after this, but yeah, the, uh, I'm looking. The I, I imagine up. this movie if it was Stone Cold Steve Austin in that scene. <laughs> yeah, that would be very good. He just smashes beer cans on his head, and then and they they still could have had like little puns, like when he's got that big rock, he's like, "Oh, yeah. that looks like a big stone or whatever." I mean, I don't. Are know. you are you cold? <laughs> <laughs> They threaten to cut off his dick anyway and say, you've lost your stone. Cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Well, congratulations, Kyle, for winning uh, this round. And presumably the first round, so you've won all of the games and you've won the prize, just like the DVD says you did, just like in this movie where the prize is won or whatever. Yeah. All right. Good work, Damon. Final Thank thoughts. You. What, what do we Kyle. think of the the riveting two scenes we made managed to get through, plus a bunch of extra shit. We we talked yeah. about deleted stuff and we gave the deets, man. That's if you've right. only seen one of these cuts, you got the extra doo doo. That's right, extra doo doo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What what do we, how do we feel about this movie? Uh, Last Supper well, scene. Keith, you fan. actually have to go first. Oh. You... Oh, good point. All right. Um. There's like, there's elements of this movie I like, right? Like, I mean, I'll, I'll say right now, I like the Connor Duncan fight. Uh, while I think the motivation for it happening isn't earned, it is a cool, like, if it was earned, everything that happens on screen is cool for me. Like, you know, you just need dialogue to preempt all that to like earn it all, right? Uh, the Last Supper scene, like, I want to like that too. Like, I love, I like this idea of like Supper. heaven and hell and like mm -hmm. Christ, Antichrist or whatever. And again, uh, we'll talk more. I'll, I'll save some of my comments for our final wrap up. Uh, but I, I kind of think that's neat. Um, but again, it's just like, it's so shoddily done. Uh, and the, the editing choices they make in this, the DVD cut uh, compared to the rough cut just still baffle me. I don't, as they say, as the line in Highlander one says, what does baffled mean? You're <laughs> like, yeah. that's, what, that's what that I'm asking. Like mean. I am baffled. Yeah. Uh, at so many of the choices, um, and typically runtime choices have to do with like, and it's it's not as important anymore because people, well, watch movies from their couches. Uh, but you know, like you wanna be able to show, like can you show this movie 10 times a day in a theater? Or if it's a little long, maybe we can only show it six, right? And it's like, well, hmm. that's money on the floor. Like let's tighten it up, get more air times in uh, or show times, and then we make more money. But like that doesn't work if nobody wants to see the movie in the first place. Like, and the, and the movie is very short. Like, yeah, this this, this doesn't like uh, I don't know hurt it time wise. Like, I I just I can't figure out what really drove it. Like, did they feel like it was a, a sluggish movie? Like, nothing about this movie feels sluggish to me, including the rough cut. Um, so it's strange. It it, it constantly just feels like things are happening. I'm like yeah. next mm -hmm. and next and next. Like, yeah, the pace is very fast. Mm -hmm. 
I was just so taken aback when Kel so easily kills all his goons. Yeah. I was, I was just like, "What? They're gone? <laughs> They're gone?" Yeah, and it just it doesn't make any sense because we've already just set up that Jin K maybe knows this betrayal is coming. Right. They seem to like. They seem to like when he kills Carlos. This is not the first of his own goons he killed. He killed right, Carlos. right. right. Carlos, it's implied that they're there involuntarily in some way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That, like, Carlos is almost a hostage and he kills him. Right. Here, they seem to, like, welcome death. Like, that's what they've been here for the whole time. But, like, that's mm-hmm. not what we know about. What little we know about his relationship with these people is the opposite of that. Yeah. It's like, if he's going to turn on them, why aren't they all like on their feet ready to take take them down together yeah and i i've argued about, about like some sort of like spiritual aspect like something deeper like philosophical to this like there could have even been some explanation of like expanding kind of the notion of the quickening uh and again if kel is supposed to be some quasi-religious leader like no you live on in me right like be mm-hmm. part of me and i will take you to like the promised land of the end of the game right like would you rather be with me or some i, I don't know like that's any of those a, things that's like, very similar to what i was gonna say ah. next episode but i'll say it now so Con- his reason for this vengeance quests and i don't think he needs to be on a vengeance quest at all, quest at all really to make this work but his reason for being on the vengeance quest is not good enough i think we all agree like sure. he burns the mother to death and like the father dies but like it just doesn't seem strong enough there's all this talk about like what happens to your essence and your soul yeah like his beef about this should be that because connor made him immortal he can't get into heaven oh yeah and he can't be reunited maybe with his mother or something or you know like his like a he's father. a priest. He like where I guess we're supposed to think he takes all this very seriously. Like if you believe that someone gets a quickening and it like literally eats your soul, like that has all of these implications for the next life. And yeah. like if you take that seriously, I could see where you might be very upset about this turn of events. And like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like that. And like maybe that's why he has this flock of people is because like he's got something akin to what you said like this theory about how immortal souls interact with the afterlife and that's why they're literally a flock and not you know his hostages or why they might accept death at his hand because maybe he's thinks he has a way forward for them yeah i don't know it's something there's got to be something it's a thing that would like kind of explain this a bit and it just doesn't work. And it just looks like he does all the, everything he does, it kind of just seems like, well, he's like a psycho, so. <laughs> yeah, he's a psycho. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, he's a kooky, he's a kooky bad guy, so never know what he's going to do. Am I right? Oh, I'm going to splatter blood all over the baked goods the I baked made. baked goods, right? Man, it's a, a dipping shame. sauce, baby. It's a dipping mm. sauce. <laughs> That's good. I, so I'm I'm blown away by the way like watching this again and following that through line of him disappearing is something that like kind of blew my mind. I was like there is something here. Like they filmed this shit in a particular way to tell us something and it's strange, but Doctor Strange Endgame. It's Doctor Strange Endgame, yeah. We're in the Endgame now. Hey. <laughs> Very good. Uh Ava, do you have any uh final thoughts or anything? Nope. 
All right. Well, I will tell all your listeners out there, uh, just because I'm sure people are ready to check out of this movie, or maybe they're enjoying it. Who knows? Uh, but we're, we probably got two episodes left. So our next episode is going to cover, of course, the climactic uh, final battle and denouement of the movie. And we'll be giving, of course, like a pretty, I think, uh, robust final thought on Robusto. the whole movie and like how we conceive of the whole thing and what we you know think and final ratings and all that sort of stuff uh, and then we'll have kind of a bonus episode after that where we're going to be reading uh your emails and i know a lot of people have brought up some really interesting stuff some people of course disagreed with our takes on this uh so we're, we're gonna delve into all that as kind of a, a cool retrospective on our review <laughs> we're already doing a retrospective on a review of the movie but it'll, it'll be very cool yeah, yeah very cool but it'll be it'll be interesting to you know we've obviously given our takes but then we're gonna go back and you know uh deal with some of the criticisms of our takes or whatever i don't know it's gonna get nuts mm. uh so i can't wait and then uh and then after that we're on to bigger and better things bigger and better things. i don't know if they're bigger or are better, we yeah i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. But, they're things. but there will be yeah. more podcasts and more islander uh so uh thanks everybody again uh for joining us this week and we'll see you next week with a new episode we've been your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle this is Eamon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.